This is the audio version of the Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast, a weekly broadcast which goes out live every Sunday, hosted by Leonard Sultana and featuring co-host Alyssa Franks from the Friends of Comic-Con forum. And this week, a whole host of special guests. This is Season 3, Episode 27, recorded on the 21st of February, 2016. And our very packed roster take on a massive menu of topics, from Mark Serby giving his impressions of Walker Stalker Con London, to Michael Leventhal reporting on New York Toy Fair, and live from a car in Finsbury Park, Joel Meadows from tripwiremagazine.co.uk tells us what he made of London Super Comic Con. All of this, and of course, our breakdown of the highs and lows of the San Diego Comic-Con Open Badge Registration. Um, welcome to Talking Comic-Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego. I do have my cup of tea to hand somewhere. Where have I put it up? I knew I put it somewhere. It was close to hand. I knew that. My name's Leonard Sultana, and each week we do this Google Plus YouTube hangout where we talk San Diego Comic-Con, con culture, and all the stuff and nonsense that um, surrounds it. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by some fantastic guests. Uh, my usual partner in crime is with me, uh, Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, Alyssa. How are you? I am well. I got decent night's sleep last night. Um, badge sale went. Uh, I've got some interesting kind of ideas about that. But first off, I want to do a shout out to my new editor in chief of the uh, front page of Friends of CC. He, uh, Kevin, uh, Doctor Who, he was on the show a few Kevin? episodes ago talking. Yep, talking San Diego fitness, and uh, he's he's taking this on with uh, enthusiasm and motivation and all of the things that I lack. And <laughs> if you go to the front page of my site, you'll actually see a picture of him and Mike. They co-wrote an article on New York Con from last year. Fantastic. Yeah, because I know that you've been trying to get the front page of the um, the, the the forum into very much more of a blog state with news reports and stuff. So it's, it's great that he's taken that on. Fantastic. Oh, it's wonderful. I, I'm just thrilled. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Alyssa. We have ourselves um, from my side of the pond. We have Mark Serby joining us. Hello, Mark. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Leonard. Uh, just getting over some sort of weird cold. So uh, I may cough and splutter a little bit. Yes, um, I, we must explain as well, while um, in the U.S., it's um, Sunday morning, and you may be in uh, relatively warm states. Uh, here in the UK, it's cold, it's mm. grim, it's windy, mm. and winter has not done with us just yet. It's uh, we're kind of like feeling it. Uh, I can imagine it. However, it did kind of help with where you've been this weekend. Um, Setting the tone of the, of the thing. Uh, well, yeah, it sort of helped that I was feeling like death being at a Walking Dead convention. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Excellent. We'll get into that in a minute. And we have ourselves uh, joining us a uh, long time no see. Michael Leventhal has uh, joined us. Hello, Michael. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good morning. Uh, speaking of weather, the last week was bitter for us, too. It was actually negative one when I was heading over to the toy fair in the morning, which we're talking about later. But, yes, we've had some very bitter weather here as well. Um, I'm well, and, you know, I'm kicking. <laughs> 
<laughs> you just sort of like struggle through, don't you? Yeah. Excellent. Well, I mean, you, you're looking well, and I'm I'm glad you've joined us. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, Thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem at all. Um, as always, it is an open round table, which means it's all about what you want to talk about and your contributions to the conversation today. So please do jump on the Google Plus uh, event if you can uh, and uh, leave any comments. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. Uh, let us know how you did yesterday with the open badge registration sale. Um, we're going to talk about um, certainly the kind of reports that we've had uh, observing the, the badge sale. Uh, but if there's any stories that you can share, please do. Um, do let us know as well if there's anything you've got you want us to talk about beyond the badge sale. Is there anything that you any questions that you have about San Diego Comic Con and what you can expect in the next couple of months? Uh, we do have a bunch of people who are joining us on the Q and A. Thank you very much indeed already. Uh, Jason Coe, good day, good day all. Hope everyone's having a great weekend. I know I am with my SDCC. Badge success, thanks to Alyssa and her friends of CC buying groups. So that's Jason Coe. Thank you very much indeed for your comment, uh, your comment Jason. Uh, we have um, Aaron Nabus, who's watching from San Diego. We've got Janine Licaro watching from Corona, California. Uh, Robert Udom from San Diego as well. Ian O'Hara is watching uh, Baby Woo. Uh, as Ian is want to be. Uh, thank you very much indeed for that. Carl uh, Clement uh, is watching, uh, and we've also got ourselves apparently an important question from Andy um, Bebat. Uh, where is my hat? I didn't realise this had become such a big thing, um, but um, maybe it needs to... Uh, uh, I need to dig the hat back out and cover the shiny head. No, no, <laughs> leave it. We need to see your baby blue eyes, Leonard. Is that what it is? That's what it is. Okay, I can, I'll deal with that. Okay, so once again, jump in on the Q&A, and of course, jump in on Twitter as well, using the hashtag CupOTSDCC if there's any comments you want to leave on Twitter. So, I think it's best to start then with the timeline of yesterday. Um, and I think we'll start with uh, just uh, myself and Alyssa talking about uh, what actually happened yesterday from the moment that the uh, the, the waiting rooms opened. Um, I started hearing stories pretty much uh, from the moment that the waiting rooms opened that people were starting to get turfed out of this uh, of their of the waiting room and indeed out of their sessions. How often did that happen? I mean how many stories did you hear? I didn't hear any of those. Really? Um, not in I and I think we were talking about I want to say 250 to 300 people, um, in theory, uh, sessions, you know, so it would have gone through the group leaders and it would have gotten to me. So I, I can't say for certain, but I did not hear of any of that. The only problem I heard of was something farther down the process. Wow. It did seem to, in their, in their traditional way, it seemed to start slowly. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I think, I'm trying to look through. We've got a status. Uh, we copy and pasted all of the yellow bar status updates into one thread, and I'll copy that over in a moment. Um, and I'm trying to figure out exactly when the first person got in, but I think it was probably at about 9.15. It seemed to take an awful long time to sort everybody. Okay. That, that was my initial impression uh, of things. Um, I didn't have anybody. I heard nothing about being people people being kicked out of the 
um, waiting room or any problems with that. And I even, a friend of mine, uh, one of their codes didn't work. Um, and I was able to give, actually Mike, <laughs> I was able to give Mike a code um, and that I had up and running in one of my browsers. I gave him the code and it uh, it worked on his machine, kicked me out, uh, I, you know, obviously. But he had the room to, to do it. So they, there was some flexibility in that waiting room. Okay, I mean, the, the, I was I was hearing a, a number of stories. I was that was the one thing I was kind of keeping an eye on on any issues that was uh, taking place. And I heard a number of stories of people being kicked out of uh, certainly the, uh, the of the waiting room, and they were getting bounced uh, from the link uh, which uh, they had been sent in the email, saying that um, that the link wasn't an authorized link and it wasn't. Um, uh, a, f a proper registration into the, the waiting room, which kind of threw a couple of people. Um, the, the one thing that um, I certainly did notice that the people that were expressing problems were the ones that hadn't checked out their browser issues or uh, pre-checked their browser before the actual uh, process happened. <coughs> At the end of the day, it's always preparation <coughs> is to be forewarned. Yeah, I don't think we can put it all down to that. Um, because Mike had a Mike had a code. We we Mike and I had that issue. Um, or so Mike had a code, and you, you can talk to to what happened on your end, Mike. But um, it what was the error message you were getting, Mike? It just said that the registration code wasn't uh, valid or so, some something to that effect. Nothing about the room or anything. It was about the code itself wasn't good. Um, but and but I had other sessions running, so right, and we were able to, you know, we we worked it through, so it wasn't an issue for us. But perhaps that's what you're talking about, Leonard. Okay. Was a problem with the codes. To hark back a, a a small amount too, as far as uh, issues, I was watching two groups, and I didn't see any, uh, except for one person who seemed to just ha be having problems. I didn't hear anything, any, you know, chatter about people getting kicked out. With the only one person seemed to have been claiming that they got kicked out. Okay. So uh, is that the general report then from uh, everyone who was watching that off the back of the, the process that had been introduced two, three years ago, this was a relatively smooth sailing uh, bash sale? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Um, there, there was. I heard of. One, I saw one thing posted on Facebook, and one of my friends had one issue um, in a, a freeze up in the payment screen. Um, that happened. Uh, they had already entered and validated all of the members, and they were progressing to entering the screen to enter in credit card numbers and so forth. And that screen froze. Um, so there, all of the people who are in that page are now submitting um, their screenshots because. <laughs> no, that's absolutely the yep. best way. I mean, if there are any issues, it recommends it, and we recommend it. Any issues, of course, on any page in anything relating to Comic Con, screenshot, screen cap, and share with them, and they will. They usually do their absolute damnedest to help. I mean, there's the one thing that I have been hearing uh, from a lot of people is that Comic-Con have been incredibly uh, supportive in, and very communicative uh, with people to help them through any issues. So, um, yeah, any uh, issues, do make sure that uh, CCI are aware of them. Uh, James Ormiston is uh, joining us. Uh, thank you very much indeed. Um, I'm never, never using Edge again. 
um, into the room, started entering names, and then it crashed out. Thankfully, uh, thanks to Teams, it didn't cost anyone a badge. Um, it did seem, from what I was reading as well, that um, from... I mean, the two things, obviously. Number one, badge teams is very much the way to go in terms of even thinking about landing a badge with the amount of uh, interest uh, that uh, Comic-Con attracts. If you don't take part in something like a badge team, then you can pretty much um, almost count yourself out. Um, in terms of uh, the, the badges that were landed as well, it seems very strange uh, that um, a lot of people were getting the four days or not getting anything at all. There seems to be very little in the way of that, that middling kind of uh, uh, ground. Uh, I ran a poll on Twitter uh, um, over the last 24 hours. In fact, two minutes left on it uh, in this particular poll. Um, 38% got four days, 5% got three, 12% got uh, one or two days, and 45% were completely and utterly out of luck which is where I have to kind of go to Mr. Mark Serby, who um, is now throwing that face, which a number of people uh, had yesterday. Apparently, you weren't um, so lucky yesterday. No, nothing at all. What was your, what was your story then? What, 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 what happened? What time did you join the waiting room? Uh, about... Uh, about ten past eight in the morning, something like that. Had a PC running and a laptop, two codes. Sat there, uh, was in a buying group as well, and nothing, 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 nothing. Uh, let me tell you again, nothing. <laughs> That's right, nothing. So no. Um, Is this a case of you getting a re- um, sort of like sat in the waiting room, waiting for a session, and just watching the status bar as it kind of like rattled through? days being sold out <clears throat> yeah and when nothing's happening you realize wow this is going really quickly this is uh, this is clearly my life flashing before my eyes here um yeah it's bizarre how quickly it goes in general registration compared to obviously pre-reg um but yeah it's, it's one of those things that you just sit there and you just you you slump more and more in your chair and more and you're looking at the excel spreadsheet that's open for the buying group and you're like None of these people in this buying group are getting anywhere either. Um, how, how was the badge teams that you were in and the buying group? How did how did they work out? Was it just a whitewash across the board? Um, well, it's the first time I've ever been in a buying group, so I don't know if it was a good experience or not. It was very well planned. I do have to say that, so I have to give a shout out to uh, Louis and Roger who planned it perfectly. Um, one person got in very early on, within like two minutes, and got three badges, um, and then the same person clearly had more codes or something and got in about ten minutes later, and then it slowed down to a real crawl, a real crawl. Um, and the person before us on the Excel spreadsheet managed to nab three days. By the time it got to us, it dropped down to two days, which obviously was no good for us. So, you know, yeah, it's one it's it's very frustrating, very, very frustrating when you don't get it, but at the same time, you have to realise, listen, there's so many people going for it, you have to understand the odds. Absolutely. I mean, the, the unofficial bloggers talked a lot about those kind of odds, and they are stark reading. That's for, that's for, uh, for share. It, it still made me want to say, a lot, well, I did say a lot of swear words, I'm just not going to repeat them here. Thank you. <laughs> Can I ask a question then uh, while we're on it? And to both of you, um, 
Because you said, did you get through at all? Like, was there, like, when you finally were able to get to a buy page, like, was there just Thursday and Sunday left, or did you just not get through at all? Just didn't hit it, Michael. Did not right. hit it at all. Um, by the time the end of the uh, buying group had finished, a lot of people had dropped out because the minimum for them had gone. So it was... It was very much, I would say, maybe 60-40 in that people got what they wanted, but a lot of people on our buying group did have to drop out. Yeah, because I I wonder, in terms of Leonard's poll, when he says, oh, you know, people are either getting nothing or the four days, how many people said, well, there's only Thursday, Sunday left. I'm not going to take a plane ride out to San Diego, you know, with, with just those two days. It's not worth it to me, so I'm not buying at all at that point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That do you know what? In all honesty, that happened a couple of times where it was very much like, well, this Thursday and Sunday left, and well, on the spreadsheet you've got any three days. Would you still take two days? But I think most people were of the opinion that, depending on how far they were coming, obviously, yes, we'll take it, or no, we won't. And I think a lot of people decided, you know what? It's just not worth taking those two days. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing That's, that a lot as well. I've been even hearing people um, sort of getting three days and kind of. Um, saying, tell you what, we're not, I'm not going to bother then. You know, and not getting the Saturday, for example, which I, I find, I mean, I can appreciate that there are some very major panels and uh, draws within the convention center on the Saturday, but I, the, the way that CCI have got Comic-Con set up now, in that they have turned C, um, San Diego into the convention center, as it were, um, I think there's so much you can see and do around uh, San Diego. Um, if you just um, lost that one day, or if you didn't get that uh, that one day, uh, there's so much in the way of offsite uh, to see. But I can also appreciate that there, are, for some people, it's all or nothing. I, I appreciate that. Mm. Um, we've got ourselves a couple of comments. Uh, Sarita P. Hello, Sarita. Uh, couldn't get two days I needed because of a mishap, but uh, friends of CCI Group did uh, get me my two days in pre-registration despite another mishap. Uh, count myself lucky that I got something in the end. I think a, a lot of people are kind of uh, talking about that. Um, Craig Linders, uh, greetings. No C- uh, SDCC for me this year. No luck, I'm afraid, despite my best, best Jedi mind tricks. No cheerio for Craig. That's such a shame. Um, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of um, from people that obviously we know and we kind of really wanted to, uh, to have the best of luck and it just hadn't uh, worked out. Um, Ian O'Hara, um, my friend got me preview night 12 minutes after the doors opened, so I'm going for all four days and preview night, so very happy. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, Cedric Carmichael, no luck adding preview night with three pre-registration codes. No one got to pre-purchasing uh, screen. Cedric, if you could let us know how many people were in your uh, buying group. Uh, let's uh, see if we can work out the kind of the strengths of uh, what uh, 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 the efforts of yesterday. <laughs> I can speak to that. Go for it. <laughs> I, unofficially, um, it seems as though it's about 10 to 1. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, you know, whether or not those numbers will bear out over over a bigger, bigger sample. Um, we're going to try and pull those out, but I, I, that's my my instinct from the kind of samples that I've seen uh, just about 10 to 1. So 
in pre-reg, if, if I recall, I forget what the number was in pre-reg. I should have had that. That would have been interesting. But I think that was more like uh, one to five. It seems like your odds, you know, I gut instinct, your your odds double are uh, double harder. I don't know. I don't bet, so I don't know how to say that right. Yes. But <laughs> the SDCC unofficial blog actually has like a little uh, graphic that they've been posting kind of to that effect. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Yes, we have. Yeah. I have, but that that's that um that information was based on assumptions that were that were posted a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And the the curious thing is to my mind is how many the proliferation of people making multiple badge uh, member IDs. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I was running my mom's and I was running um my son's and I was running you know so I I had familiar familiar relations with all of the codes that I had, um, but I'm sure that there are people out there who were less scrupulous, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm concerned. That's what concerns me, and I think that that's why the odds are so much worse this time than last year. And I, I think they also make um, some pretty big assumptions about how many badges are sold in pre-registration as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, We've had a question from Andy asking, uh, will we ever find out from CCI how many badges are made available uh, generally and also in both sales? And I think we discussed this last week. We will never, ever find out those numbers. Uh, The only hard number that we have to go on is the facilities number of 130,000 capacity. That's that's where that number comes from, and that's what all... um, that's what what all other numbers are based off of. I'm so, curious, actually, considering that they have implemented this campus setup with mm-hmm. multiple rooms around the, uh, the 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 entire city of San Diego. I'm wondering if they actually have sold beyond the capacity of the convention center because obviously there are more rooms beyond the convention center. I'm just wondering what the legalities of that. No, 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 no. That's that's an excellent question, and I've thought of that myself too because. I, it would seem to me to be not uh, a smart idea to only limit it to the capacity of the convention center when you do have all of these other venues. I totally agree with you. But I've never seen them say, no, you can't come in into the convention center. Which they have said in other, like Rhode Island Con and a, a few other venues when they've oversold. Um, the fire marshal shuts him down and closes the doors. Well, I mean, um, New York, I mean, Michael uh, uh, bears and tells us all about this one with um, uh, the artist alley or the artist room um, at New York Comic Con um, last year when it just got so crowded that uh, the fire marshal shut the room down for a while. Um, no, it wasn't the room. It was the walkway to the room because if you, um, the way it works is Artist Alley is in what they call the Javits North, which is um, a further area away from that main floor. And it's to get there. There's like a long, like finished walkway, and that got overcrowded because they also had booths, booths there. So what what they ended up having to do was um, that became an in you know, like an entrance, and then they had you exiting out of the actual building to get back to the main area. But I don't think the actual Artist Alley part was ever closed. It just got very crowded at points. Fair enough. 
Okay, so let's very quickly then, because I kind of touched on it, but let's actually talk through the actual um, the timeline of yesterday. Obviously, the um, the doors to the wait waiting room, the links went live at 8 a.m. Pacific um, yesterday, at which point one hour later um, they then um, instantly closed down any of the uh, links going into the waiting room. I did try it, and it was literally to the second. They hit the button, and they closed the doors. It was very, very sharp. Um, now, yeah, well, you were saying... Technically, <laughs> technically <laughs> it was at 12.58, or at uh, really? uh, 9.58. I, 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 I tried it at, um, at um, 30 seconds to go, and 30 seconds after, and they'd shut it down. So it was okay. literally... Much I'm going off of the status bars because um, I have um, I have them posting the yellow status bar alert at 12:58, which is all, all East Coast time, so 9:58. Okay. Um, so Mark, eight, you were saying that people were announcing that they'd gotten into the the um, a session two minutes after. That sounds uh, very fast. No, no, not two minutes. Two minutes after. Um, when I'd seen on Twitter that the first person had got in, which was around quarter past the hour, so the first person in my group got in at 17 minutes past, which I think is really, really early. They must have been in at least the first batch. Well, I mean, they did actually say on their um, their status updates that um, they did take their time with the um, the sorting of people into the registration sessions this time round, and it. I know that in previous years we have had sessions open from ten past, from quarter past. So I think they really were making sure that everything was uh, rock solid for those registration sessions. Um, at which point we then started seeing the uh, updates that things were being sold out, and uh, obviously those happened very quickly indeed. <coughs> considering that, like I say, we've been hearing that um, people started getting into the sessions at quarter past. Ten minutes later, at five twenty-five, Comic Con announced that the uh, the preview night badges had gone and then uh, not <laughs> not long after that um, two minutes or so uh, the Saturday badges had gone um, at which point it was really just kind of like uh, domino from there um, let's go uh, down the timeline so at, um, at 37 minutes past Saturday went at um, 40 minutes past uh, so um, yeah, 25 minutes after the, uh, the the sessions had started, Friday had sold out, and at which point um, it was at, um, at uh, 52 minutes past that uh, preview night, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday had all sold out. Uh, sorry, Saturday had sold out with Sunday left, and then the whole thing was done and dusted uh, within the hour at uh, 5:50. Uh, sorry, at um, 8:57 in the morning. So, I mean. I think that's about the same kind of timeline we've had in previous years. I mean, would you say it's... I don't say it's any quicker this time round, but I think this, the speed that those Saturday and the preview night badges certainly went faster than usual. Alyssa? Um, I'm not sure, uh, to be honest with you. I, I didn't do a comparison of the two. I What I noticed was that... Between preview and Saturday was 10 minutes, according to when the status bars were updated. And between Saturday and Friday was 10 minutes. And between Friday and Thursday um, was 50 minutes. So it, you know, it, it seemed as though that there was a lot more preview night badges sold, uh, was what I had noticed. 
Yeah. Uh, so you had, as you initially said, you had the, cons- the consolidation for a lot of people buying the four-day with preview nights. And I think there were just a quantity-wise, there were a lot more of those. Since badges opened at 10 past and didn't sell out for 15 minutes, um, I think that 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 said, you know, that says something that they that all of those uh, volunteer badges that they didn't give out this year um, got sold uh, to people. But I couldn't speak to how much faster it was from this year to last year. Unfortunately, I didn't do that. Uh, that numbers, I didn't run those numbers. A couple of comments coming in on the Q and A. Um, with the RFID chip now installed with the badges, will we now know a more accurate number? Yes, we probably would, but we're never going to hear it. <laughs> you see, I will know a more accurate number. <laughs> we will not. <laughs> Um, Which is is going to be very interesting um, to to see very interesting to see how they they implement that and how that actually goes through. I, I would I'm going to be fascinated to see how they do that. Uh, the other question that I've got is um, since you've got two people, you have the potential that two people have bought your badges. So you got. Like Mark, uh, like Sarita was saying that she got, uh, Thursday and Sunday in pre-reg and was looking for Friday and Saturday. If she had gotten Friday and Saturday, she would have had two different people buying her those individual badges. The, the implication is, is that they're not going to consolidate, um, this year, which is, is interesting, um, and what that means for the scalping. Yeah. Mm. And uh, and the toy, all the toy people, uh, you know, so that and how they're going to stamp the back of the cards. I don't know what we're going to do in the Hasbro booth. Have you thought at all about that, Mike? <laughs> no, I mean, I think they probably will end up. I mean, I I, I assume that they were still going to consolidate for people that ended up buying all days, you know, at one point anyway. I assume that they were just going to consolidate. They'll look at the last person who purchased whatever, and then they consolidate, and we'll probably send it to that. I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be very interesting. Also, especially, I don't want to have to remember taking four different badges each day. You know, oh, which badge do I have? It's Thursday. I I have my Friday one. It's just you know, I don't want to deal with that. Okay. So that- that's going to be an, an interesting thing. Um, also, the other thought that brought up is no town and country which is going to kind of mess with everybody's schedule. Um, <laughs> everybody who's, you know, who flies in Wednesday morning to go pick up their badges, they'll already have them. Sure. So what is everybody going to do Wednesday? <laughs> that was my... Well, my other- I think this is where downtown gets, and Gaslamp gets full of people finding pubs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's all about priorities. Um so, yeah. Um, just to let you know, we are also going to be joined by um, somebody very shortly indeed. Uh, Joel Meadows is going to be jumping in to talk about London Super Comic Con. We'll have uh, Joel joining us very soon indeed. Uh, just very quickly with a couple more comments um, before we do return uh, to badge registration. Uh, Craig Linders has been advised by Jason Coe that he should still go to San Diego. There's so much to do outside of the con. Off-site, Nerd HQ, Nerdist, Geek and Sundry, Conan Tapings, Special Screenings and Gaslamp uh, District. Uh, I don't know if that's advice for yourself, uh, Mark, 
to take the flight from the UK to uh, just wander around San Diego at all? I mean, it's an option. If somebody certainly wants to give me the money for the flight, I'm more than happy to pay for the hotel. So, uh, yeah, you know, donations are available. Um, and also, if I do happen to do that, I will walk around with some sort of sandwich board on me as well. So people can just come around and pat me on the back and say, never mind, it was a really good panel in there and you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's uh, probably not... Um, that won't feel so hot. No. <laughs> We've got ourselves uh, a comment as well. Let's, um, uh, Cedric Carmichael has gotten back to us. His badge team, there was just the three of them. Um, I'm guessing, Cedric, then it was not um, as part of a larger group. So um, I'm just checking on that. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is a question that's coming from uh, Michael P. Do we have any idea if there are any sorting criteria? Well, CCI have always turned around and said that it's completely random, that, um, that, there was no preferential treatment uh, for people on the East Coast, West Coast, international. That The whole thing is completely uh, and utterly random. I'm not going to use the hashtag. Uh, I'll just leave that uh, hanging in the air. You know which hashtag I'm talking about. Um, but as far as uh, everyone's aware, it was just a, uh, a completely random uh, selection. And that's the, the benefit or indeed the, 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 the plus to the whole um um, the badger registration system as currently in, implemented. Um, let's see if we've got any others re relating. Um, let's see. Because I'm trying to, because a, a lot of people are now moving on from badge sale and now thinking and looking at the uh, future and the next things uh, to happen, which include uh, hotels um, and also uh, New York Comic Con as well, which uh, people are asking about when uh, uh, the badges are going to be sold for that as well. But I think we'll come back to that very soon indeed. Tell you what, we'll um, we'll continue to take your questions and we'll add them at the end of the uh, the discussion. If there's anything that you want to talk about yesterday's badge registration, your stories, your experiences, do jump in and let us know. Um, but let's talk about what's been happening this weekend. Uh, we've got we've had here in the UK uh, a couple of um, Pretty big uh, events taking place down in London. Uh, one of them was Walker Stalker Con, which Mark took part in and went along to see. Um, so this is a Walking Dead convention. Uh, what was your experience? What did you get up to? Um, well, it's been quite popular in the US from what I can tell. Um, they had one at Petco Park last year outside San Diego. I didn't go, but apparently from certain reports it was a bit messy so I was a bit worried about this one because this is the first time they'd been to London um, wasn't sure how it would translate really but I only had Saturday uh, that's all it was um, I got down there probably about qu quarter to ten and the doors open for general admission at ten o'clock however I spent an hour queuing to get my badge um, the queuing was fine. It was moving. It was a typical, you know, con queue. But I don't think they'd got that quite down. They they needed something else to to get it rolling, really. But once inside, I've got to say it was brilliantly organised. They had it superbly set out. Nice, uh, lots of room to walk around in. I mean, there was lots of people there, but lots of room. Um, if you wanted to go and get something signed or a photo, they had the little booths off to the side, which was really good, so it wasn't in the way. Um, it was it was really nicely laid out. They had enough volunteers as well, so there was loads of people just stood about. You could ask them. 
and I just basically zoomed round. Um, I knew where I was going because they put a map out about a week before, so I went over to John Bernthal's um, area, got in the queue there, spent ten minutes in the queue waiting to get an autograph. Ten minutes. I mean, it was crazy. I was expecting half an hour. Got there. Do you know what? Reasonably priced as well. Thirty quid for an autograph. You know, I was like, well, that's okay. You know, here's the guy. Um, I'll I'll tell a little story on this. Um, I don't know if um, I don't know if most people know who John Bernthal is. He was in The Walking Dead. He got killed off quite early on. He was in Fury with Brad Pitt. Uh, he's going to be in Daredevil season two. And last year he was in Sicario. He's a very angry actor. Very angry. He's the type of person who is a, he's a brilliant actor, but you just look at him, you think, I don't like you already. You're clearly playing a bad guy. And he was there and he got his sunglasses on. And he was like, yeah, photo, you know, and I was thinking, yeah, he's not enjoying his convention, is he at all? And then I rock up and give him my limited edition steel tin of Sicario. He takes off his sunglasses and we proceed to have a 10 minute chat about the film. And it was like, oh, wow. This is really good. This is really entertaining. He's actually talking about it. And then I think he gave me an exclusive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Sicario is directed by Denis Villeneuve, who is now doing Blade Runner 2. And John Bernthal told me he is working with Denis Villeneuve again in the spring. There's only one film that's being made in the spring by Denis Villeneuve. So I think he's in Blade Runner 2. Excellent. As a Blade Runner fan, and indeed as a fan of that actor, I'm I'm thrilled about that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not. Like... I'm, not over, I'm not overly thrilled with the uh, concept of the actual film itself, uh, because I think they should just leave Blade Runner the hell alone. But that's just me. Uh, okay. Now the yeah. one thing that I did see, um, just to explain to people, um, because Walker Stalker Con, I know that in the states they also had kind of like a a zombie run involved. This was just purely. Uh, panels and autograph sessions, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. Um, they had them all just nicely set up and, you know, little tables and you had little queues and everything. Um, yeah, there was nothing else uh, there at all to do. So there was no little bits off-site or anything else like that. But being it was their first time, I think they were testing the waters. And as I said, it worked perfectly fine. I spent probably five minutes queuing for Tyler James Williams and had a lovely chat with him as well. Um if you wanted an autograph with Norman Reedus or a photo, you would have been there all day. Um, the queue around the top of Olympia was probably about seven to seven hundred to a thousand people deep. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've got a little video on my phone. If I can post it, I will. But it basically went all the way around the top and back again. It was so busy for him. But. Who, who else were the, the headliners of, of the event? Uh, Norman Reedus was there both days. Andrew Lincoln was there today, but he was only doing photo ops and a panel. He wasn't doing sign-in. Uh, Melissa McBride was there, John Bernthal, Chad Coleman, Tyler James Williams, um, Lawrence Gillard Jr., who, for some strange reason, proceeded to keep standing on his table and singing to everybody, which was great. It was kind of fun. Um... Michael Kudlitz was there, brilliant. Um, there were some people from Breaking Bad as well. Ah, oh, now, now you've caught me out. I can't remember who else, but there was quite a few people there, considering it was their first time. Uh, David Morrissey was there as well. Um, I've been reading Derek, David Morrissey's updates on Twitter, and he's basically it sounded like he's had a blast. 
Yeah, I think I think most people have. There wasn't I didn't hear one grumble at all from anybody, apart from obviously outside in the queue waiting to get in. But once people were in, I never heard one grumble. Even the people who'd been upstairs waiting for six hours for Norman Reedus were more than happy because they got a photo or you know they talked to him and they were fine with it. So I was really impressed with it. I mean, I was there caught to yeah caught to ten. And I left at quarter past 12. I had basically done everything because I knew what I'd got to do and just zoned in on that. It would have been nice to walk around, but, I, you know, there was something else happening yesterday that I needed to get back home for. So, But all in all, I was really impressed with it. I really hope they come back next year and have more people as well because it was quite cheap as well. Oh, how much was it? Um, the day ticket was £38, so that's probably, what, just over $70, and then the weekend was, well, they did different levels of weekend passes, you know, you could have photos, things like that as well, so, um, but it wasn't overly expensive at all, really, so, yeah. We have an interruption, we have, uh, we have someone who's gate crashed. Hello, can anyone hear me? The whole thing, we are looking up the nose of Mr. Joel Meadows, who's, uh, joined us. Um, that's, that's, thank you very much indeed for that report, uh, Mark. Uh, it's like something I'd really like to uh, check out in, in, in the future. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing how that, uh, uh, certainly if they come back in 2016. We're going to do a report with, uh, on Toy Fair very shortly indeed from Michael, but let's get a very brief uh, report from a car in Kingsbury Park. This is um, a very quick report on London Super Comic Con. How are you doing, Joel? Hello, Leonard. Can you hear me? I can. We're looking at uh, your nose and your forehead at the moment. Let's see if we point oh, the sorry. there we go. Let's do a little bit. Is that, oh, is that better? Not really. Now you're sideways. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with what we've got. I think. Um, right, I just pretend you're talking to Salvador Dali. <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, we were hoping to get you talking from home, but um, apparently traffic in London's a bit mental. How has London Super Comic Con been today? It's been a very interesting show. I mean, obviously, it's a two-day show. It's Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I'm not sure what the final numbers were, but it was, it was been a pretty impressive weekend. I mean, that's not entirely surprising with the talent that's been uh, on display this year. I mean, there's been... Uh, I know that um, one of the, the headlines, obviously, has been uh, CB... Sobolski, yes. Sobolski from uh, Marvel, and he's been uh, enjoying himself. Did you manage to get the chance to see him at all? I didn't get a chance to chat to him, but he had he had hordes of people uh, waiting to show their portfolios to him. And I think he's he's, um, he's 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 spoken on Twitter and said there are at least two artists that he's found at London Supercon that will be working for Marvel in the not-too-distant future. You see, this is where dreams come true, people. Fantastic. As it happens, I, I've been kind of speaking to CB on Twitter Fingers crossed that when he gets home and gets settled, we might actually be getting him on the uh, the hangout in a couple of weeks' time, so that's fantastic. So who did you get to see, uh, John? Uh, well, it, it was quite an impressive list. I mean, I got to speak to Jill Thompson today of uh, Scary Godmother and, and formerly of Sandman fame. Um, she's always very uh, very approachable and uh, very nice. I chatted to Yannick Paquette, who's got his new uh, Wonder Woman um, Year One book coming out, written by Grant Morrison um, next year to tie in with when the, the movie comes out. Um, I talked to Lawrence Campbell, who's a very talented artist, uh, who works on uh, the BPRD book for uh, Hellboy, sorry, for, for Dark Horse. Um, so, I mean, it was an interesting mix. I mean, you didn't have the big guests like you had Neil Adams last year and obviously Stan Lee for the first year. But there were a lot of very talented people. I mean, you had Cameron Stewart. Uh, you had Sean Phillips, of course, um, the aforementioned Lawrence Campbell. 
it was it was a very impressive lineup. I mean, a lot of great people, a lot of incredibly talented people. The one thing I did see on um, on Twitter was uh, there were a couple of issues in terms of the panel rooms and that they were rather close together. Uh, so there was a lot of sound bleed. The way that um, it's set up in Excel is that it's in a very cavernous uh, room inside the uh, the exhibition centre. So sound can bleed about. What was the kind of experience inside the uh, Excel today? Yeah, well, the panel room does still have its problems. You're right. You do get a lot of background noise. Uh, from the actual the floor where the uh, where the stalls are, um, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I mean, the other issue that people have been talking about is that creators are now starting to charge for signatures, like they do in American shows. So they, they, their first few books are free, and then either signatures that uh, they're, they're now charging. So that's been a little bit of a bone of contention with a few people because you know we've been used to decades of going up to some of our favorite comic creators and basically getting whatever we want within reason or perhaps sometimes not within reason uh, without having to pay anything. And so I know that some American creators started to charge. So that has caused a little bit of debate among some of the goers of the show this, this weekend. Okay. What was, I mean, I, I attended last year and it did seem uh, very well organized. It seemed um, certainly there was a lot of space to move around in. How busy was it this time around? Did it start feeling a bit... Because this is year three now for LS. Actually, it's year five, actually. Oh, year five, sorry. Uh, well, it was it was a steady flow of people, but it didn't feel horribly claustrophobic, which was, you know, good for me, maybe not quite so good for some of the retailers. Um, there was a decent flow of people coming through, so it felt like there was sort of room to breathe. I mean, I've been to MCM at the same, as as of you, at the same venue, and that's that's you know, that's wall-to-wall people, whereas with this, you had a bit more room to breathe and you could walk the aisles without feeling uh, like you were crushed, which is, it, is would, good for me. Would you say it's also that's also kind of down to, there's not so many re- retailers there, it's very much focused on comics and comic creators, so it's a little bit more of a niche show, as it were, instead of kind of like the full pop culture thing that MCM does. Well, yeah, that is a fair comment. I mean, they do focus on comics. They do focus on comic creators. I mean, in past years, they've had companies, but sadly, not quite so many companies this year. But as I said, there have been some incredibly talented artists and writers um, at the show. I mean, you had Mike Zeck, you had Marv Wolfman, you know, one of the original uh, co-creators of of DC's Teen Titans. Um, You had, um, what's his name, Uh, Scott Williams, who worked with Jim Lee. You know, it's been incredibly talented people. And, and I mentioned Cameron Stewart as well and Sean Phillips and a lot of really very talented people from both the UK and the US and Yannick Paquette from Canada and, it's, and Jill Thompson, of course, from the States. Um, so it's, it's a pretty impressive lineup. And if you, you know, if you love comics, I think it's a really good show to attend. Was it a good positive vibe at, uh, in, at the uh, Excel as well? What was the, the vibe on the floor? Well, the vibe was positive. The only drawback, which is not the organizer's fault, is that there was a massive classic car show was running at the same time, causing absolute havoc with the traffic. I mean, I, I, it took me nearly three hours to drive from North London uh, to Excel, and so I was cursing, so I had to park on the street. Um, so that's obviously not a reflection of the organisers, but perhaps the date, you know, could have been... Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're stuck with some dates. I mean, the show itself was good, and, the, you know, it did feel positive, but, you know, it didn't exactly put me in a great mood um, taking that long to get in but you know it was um, I think everyone was fairly upbeat and I'm pretty sure there'll be a sixth show uh, next year you know they've, they've got some good guests they've got five years of history they know what they're doing they are very it is very well organized and I'd like to think that the fans do get a nice experience when they go there 
Cool. I mean, I remember last year it was a slightly different clash. I believe it was uh, London Super Comic Con and the National Cheerleading uh, yeah. uh, exhibition. That was a slightly more positive vibe. Uh, well, all it was very positive. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> When's but it on next year? It was a baby show at the same time this year as well, and the franchise show and the classic car show. So there were three other quite big shows that were, were clashing at this. And also in London yesterday there was the Walking Dead show. Yeah, um, we live here, which may well have taken some people. I know Mark attended that yesterday, or I know he was planning to. Uh, so I don't know if it took people away uh, from the show. Uh, but you can't. Look, there's so much going on. I mean, these days, you know, it seems like every major city, and obviously London is no exception, where there's three or four things happening at the same time every weekend, and so it's impossible to legislate against that. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, I mean. I, I don't think we can give it a four out of five, uh, a stars rating. You can't really do that for a convention, but certainly something you'd be up for going for. Oh, again. I'm, I've, I've been to the last four, so I'd be more than happy uh, to to attend it again next year because it's, I get quite a bit out of it, and the organisers are very amenable, and they're very approachable, and they get some very interesting guests, and, you know, long may that continue. And it's just, I remember in the old days when the only UK comic show was Bristol, and now we've got a you know, a cornucopia of different shows, whether it's the Lakes, uh, Thought Bubble, uh, London Super Comic Con, or if you're kind of into more sort of mangrove cosplay, you've got MCM. I mean, you're, you're sport for choice. I mean, you know, it seems like every month there is a big show happening in the UK, and, you know, long may it continue. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, checking out... Um well, there'll be lots of coverage on tripwiremagazine.co.uk. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you'll be able to uh, check out that site, uh, tripwiremagazine.co.uk, for, certainly for his interviews and the... Uh, his, and uh, a lot of photographs as well. There's been a lot of photographic okay. activity as always. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for joining my us. My pleasure, Leonard. Thanks very much. Let me now get uh, back into the... Uh, get the back into the traffic. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed for joining no us. Problem, uh, take care. Is there any last-minute questions from uh, Alyssa or anybody else? I need to ask about. <laughs> I, have a, I have a quick question. Yes. Have you looked in your back seat? It looks like someone's about to like come at you with like a hatchet or something. It's like very Blair Witch or something. Uh, well, actually, it's fine. I, I know he's there, so this is. <laughs> you picked him up. Um, well, have you seen the hitcher? Haven't you? <laughs> We've all seen the hitch. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed, Joel. No Take problem. care. Uh, safe journey home, sir. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Take care. Take care. Take care. Brilliant. Um, so those have been the two big events that have happened in um, London this weekend. Last weekend uh, was something that if, I mean, I paid attention to um, uh, Funko and their uh, bits and pieces. Uh, let me just, uh, yeah. Uh, Funko um, and their bits and pieces from New York Toy Fair. Michael Leventhal was there. Michael, um, can you give us your your take on Toy Fair, please? Uh, yeah, well, that's why I joined mostly <laughs> today. Um, <laughs> so this was actually, I had been to Toy Fair in the past. A friend of mine had actually gotten me um, um, exhibitor passes because you know, he, he works for a booth in previous years. But this year I actually went as a press, so it was pretty fun. I set up a lot of meetings, and uh, I covered a fair number of people. Um, a colleague was supposed to actually be there at the show, so he did Funko. Um, so I actually just went – I looked at some of their stuff, you know, which included um, some new Harry Potter stuff, their Suicide Squads. They have a rock candy and these mojis. But um, I personally did a lot of other places. I did Lego, Mattel, um, Bandai, uh, Hasbro, 
and a whole bunch of uh, Mezco, Diamond, and a few others. So I'll give you a quick rundown, and we'll go from there. Uh, I'd say Hasbro has some really nice stuff coming. They're Transformers. Uh, this year they're doing the Titans line, so if you're a big um, big figures, if you remember that big Metroplex, they have um, both a big Trypticon coming out and a huge Fort Max. So those are their two, like, Big big items, and but they have a whole bunch of uh, smaller items. I'm not sure what's going to be the San Diego Comic Con exclusive. They didn't say, but I'm expecting either a Trypticon or a Fort Max. That that would be my guess as their big item. Um, so that's from Hasbro Transformers. They had from their Marvel line. They have a lot of nice figures coming out, including their new like t- their 12 inch line. But they're actually getting the in, most interesting thing I thought from the Marvel side is they're getting into the adult cosplay line. So their first two items actually are Avengers items. They have a and you can pre-order it now, but it doesn't come out till September. They have a full scale um, um, Captain America shield uh, that that's pretty very very nice. Not battle damaged, I think would have been a little bit of a better choice considering, but it's it's a very nice um, piece. And then they have uh, Iron Man's helmet, which lights up, the face mask comes off, and you could actually put it like as if it was like open on top of the head, and it's like magnetized. So that's really cool. Um, and from the... Did you mention any kind of prices for those kind of items? Those are 100 each. 100 US each. Uh, so you could actually... Yeah, I don't think that's... Mark's just pulled a face as well. I think the same as mine. That's not that bad, considering. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so either. Yeah. And like I said, you could you could pre-order them right now. They're, they're at Amazon. They're both at Amazon. Um, but they don't come out till September, so you'll be waiting a while if you do pull the trigger. And, of course, Star Wars, you know, they had a lot of Star Wars um, stuff. They didn't have any Rogue One items. No one had any Rogue One items wherever you went. But they had some nice new Black Series lines, including figures from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, they had a nice... I'd never played Knights of the Old Republic, so if I get the name wrong, I think it's Revan, Revan or Revant. Um, he had a red and a purple lightsaber, so they have that figure coming in the Black Series. And they did, though, let n- known what might be coming for San Diego from Sandy, you know, for uh, Star Wars, which will likely be a, um, if you saw the First Order Stormtrooper, the Black Series, there'll likely be a Rogue One exclusive for San Diego, which is probably going to be like the hot, I- that, that, that's going to be the hot item. Sure. Um, I mean, I, when I was speaking, when I've been talking to a couple of companies on social media, I mean, they were obviously that just to explain to people that Toy Fair is very much for the retailers and for the industry. So there was no exclusives at this particular event. But um, I mean, did were were there many companies that were kind of teasing about exclusives for future cons, like they are almost separate markets on their own? Not really. I mean, I tried to ask a few people, but it's very early also. I mean, it's February and, you know, San Diego being in July, I, you know, there wasn't a lot of information. I asked the Lego people, you know, that's not decided. You know, Hasbro just let out really the hint about the Star Wars, but nothing about the Transformer side or any other side. Mattel, I, I didn't actually get a chance to, I was having a good time at Mattel. I didn't get a chance to ask anyone as far as Mattel exclusives for San Diego. Um, 
So, yeah, no. Even Dark Horse, I asked them, and they didn't really know if they were going to continue to do. Likelihood, um, if you do Dark Horse, they have the ships, the, the small size ships. I think I've, Alyssa's gotten them in the past. They're going to probably do, you know, gold-plated or silver-plated one, you know, for that. And there'll likely be a, um, a Game of Thrones exclusive because they've done the wall plaques and the, the, th- the crowns in the past. But no one's actually at, you know, like said, this is exactly what we have. Sure. Um, so I'm already calculating luggage space. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, I don't have my, my, my son, so I've got, I'm down two suitcases. Shipping. Shipping is the way to go. <laughs> What was uh, obviously being an ind- a trade show? Um, I, the kind of footage and the photos that I have seen of Toy Fair it was there's a lot of space to move around. It is certainly not as cramped and as crowded as the conventions that perhaps um, the people. Yeah, are- well, well, the thing about the Toy Fair is, like you mentioned, it is really industry only or press. So. The, what you don't understand is they don't sell tickets, although I, I'll get into a little bit. They did this year to open up a public area, which was in, like, the uh, Artist Alley of New York Comic Con, which they called Playfair. So that was, like, an open area that anyone could buy tickets to, but that was completely separate from the actual Toy Fair. So what actually happens at the Toy Fair is, um, unlike at a Comic Con where people want you in the booth, uh, the booths actually have walls around them, and you can't actually see their product unless you get invited into the booth. So they, you know, it's it's very much a, you know, they're there to do business, or if you're there to do press and cover them, they, you know, they they're not looking for someone from a different company to just look around at their stuff. They're not looking, you know, it's it's not that kind of show, um, in that sense. Fair enough. I mean. Uh, the- Certainly the one thing, I mean, I don't know if you actually went on to the uh, standard. I know that we do keep mentioning Funko, but they are very popular. The one thing that I did notice from the Funko stand is that they do seem to be stretching out into many, many different uh, product lines and different um, sort of like just really almost seeming to stretch themselves a little bit thin in terms of T-shirts, in terms of the Barbie stuff. I mean, what was that stand like? Um, well, uh, I will say uh, I'll uh, slightly amend that also because a lot of the smaller booths, like they're, they separated. So there's the upstairs area, which is what New York Comic Con has their exhibit floor, and the downstairs, which is actually the queue hall and the main stage. All that area is actually also used for booths. So the downstairs is a little more open. A lot of booths are more welcoming to you. Uh, there's no less walls. Um, so I did actually walk into Funko. Actually, I said hello to Cameron Duell, so if he comes by, he's actually holding on to a friends of C- my Friends of CCI lanyard, which now Alyssa owes me a new lanyard. I will, uh, I will point out. Um, but, yeah, Funko had, has a lot of lines. I picked up their catalog, and if you open that catalog, it's like 120 pages, and the amount of products and the amount of different licenses and what they're doing is just – it's mind-boggling. They have they have a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, yes, I'm, I'm just I'm just desperately hoping that they aren't stretching themselves too thin. Uh, that, we, will be, we, are, we are going to be speaking to Cameron and Yoko. They are going to be joining us on the Hangout on the 13th of March. So uh, do watch that as we get prepared for New York Comic Con and for WonderCon. I presume you're going. You've, you're already for um, you're preparing yourself for New York Comic Con. I can imagine. Um, well, C2E2. 
Oh, C2E2 first. Yes, yeah, C2E2. They, there's been no announcements for New York Comic Con, so until there is, we're just waiting for announcements. That's all. Well, I mean, well, to Alyssa and to Michael, when's the kind of, we've been asked this on the, uh, the Q&A, what's the kind of time frame, uh, what we, when would we start expecting to hear news on uh, tickets for um, those events? They change year to year. I would say in the last two years it's been June, July-ish. That area is when they sell. Okay. I'd, have, I'd have to look. I, I know that we did a buying group um, for New York uh, VIP tickets. They, they made it. Lance did. Lance and Mike Armstrong did an interesting interview, and I I don't have the link to hand, but um, they did kind of say or imply that there might be some changes to the VIP system at New York Comic Con this year. So it it will be interesting to see how how that all plays out. Sure. But C2E2 is happening in a few weeks, um, I think uh, uh, three weeks from now. And that's their, you know, that's their WonderCon to, to San Diego Con. So we're, we're looking forward to some hopeful uh, information. Maybe we can corner Mike um, Armstrong. And uh, I, I'm not sure if um, Brian is going to be there or not. Do you no. know, Mike? He is, because he actually he wants to. He's asking us when our meetups are. He, he wants to. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, cool. Um, you see, you're, you're playing with the cool people now. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, um, obviously, we've got events that are coming up, and um, uh, very quickly with Mike, uh, with uh, Mark. Sorry, I mean, what, what's the next event for yourself? Have you got planned? Um, well, next week is the first of Showmasters um, cons here in the UK. They are just sort of a general um, film and TV con. They have lots of different people going. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going yet. I'm, Nick Frost is there, who I've never met. I think it would be great to meet Nick Frost. He makes me laugh. And I've got a, a very limited poster, which they gave away at San Diego Comic-Con in... 2014 when they were there for the world's end so I'd love him to sign that but at the same time I'm not sure if I'm going to go beyond that MCM in May um, I went last year for the first time and it was fantastic and uh, have you got tickets for Star Wars Celebration it's, uh, if anything it might take the edge off the fact of not landing those uh, badges for uh, San Diego uh, yes, I have uh, now got Star Wars tickets. Um, so yes, I will be there for that. And then the week after San Diego, Showmaster's big summer Comic Con is happening in London as well. So you know, the, as you said, it takes it off a little bit, but you know, those wounds are still there. They're still there. <laughs> but glass is half full. I mean, and that's the way you've got to look at these things. If, if Plan A doesn't work out, Plan B will, or Plan C, or Plan D. And there are a lot of cons out there. To, uh, to take advantage of. So you get to go to a, a different con. I'd love to go to ECC some year out in Washington State. Um, you know, if heaven forbid I never got tickets to San Diego. Yes, I mean, I'm still, I, I'm still <laughs> wanting to go to New York. I'm still, I'm, st- I would, I'm still wanting to go to New York. I mean, I'm just desperately hoping that I would ever, ha- that will ever happen. I okay. got a place in my apartment for you. I got an apartment all booked up. <laughs> okay, I mean, it, it sounds like a small broom cupboard under the stairs, but I'll, I'll take whatever I can get. Um, I'll, I'll play the Harry Potter in that particular scenario. Okay, that's that's fine. Um, we have got a couple of uh, last-minute questions when it comes to um, the Q&A. Before, before oh, you go on. Yeah, wrap things up, please. Yeah, sorry. 
I'm, I'm, I, I didn't even get to the show and tell part of the toy. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Now well, let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. You cut, me, you cut me off before I could get to the best part from people. Go for it, sir. The stuff. So, all right. Give me a few minutes. I'll show you. I uh, let me. Let's start with Mattel. Mattel had their preview. They had a lot of nice stuff. Um, from their Batman and Superman new movie, we have a nice little Bat, Bat, Batman figure, the armored Batmo- Batman. Oh, we've got a lot of. Uh, we've got a reflection of Alyssa's face there. There we go. There we go. So we have a bat, a battle, a battle armor Batman. That's from uh, Mattel coming out soon. For the new movie, and and to bring back to your childhood, if you remember Rock'em Sock'em, a Rock'em Sock'em Batman versus Superman. <laughs> so that that that's some stuff you could get from Mattel. Um, from Hasbro, they gave us a nice little. Uh, I was talking about the Marvel Legends figures. This figure, if you see it in person, is really nice. I'm more of a team uh, Iron Man, but they gave me a nice little Captain America, which is, if you see the articulation on it, is just really a really very well put together figure. Um, Excellent. Really nice. Uh, Playfair took care of me with a nice li- with a, a Joffrey plush. If you're a. <laughs> So uh, they, they were at the Playfair. Like I said, the Playfair was an open-to-the-public area. Uh, but if you had press, you were able to get into both sides. So I kind of took a walk over. And then I'll say the best thing I got, and I have to give these guys a big, big shout-out, is Mezco. Um, if you're not familiar, they have a, a new line. It's called 112 Collective. It's these uh, 12-inch figures. They've put a lot of detail into them. The clothing is actual, like, real cloth and whatnot. And the guys at Mezco hooked me up with this uh, Mr. Spock figure, which uh, if you've seen the actual figure, I have photos of it where I've done my articles. Uh, But if you see this actual figure in person, I have to tell you, it's worth every cent that they're charging for it. So... Something tells me that's not going to be coming out of the box anytime soon. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, 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 it's too much. I can't open it. As, as cool as they gave it to me, and I want to open it and do it as a, like a really in-depth review, I, I'm like, I want to keep it in that box. Um, <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, this is where I really do wish I had the funds to do more collectors and collectible stuff, because I really do wish I could get my hands on some of this stuff. But um, excellent. Thank you very much indeed for that report, uh, Michael. Excellent stuff. Um, let's wrap things up then with, like I say, a couple of questions from the Q&A. Um, Mike Johnson um, is asking, uh, this is, I think, myself and Alyssa can answer this one. Does anyone know where international buyers will be picking up their badges? I don't, but I would assume upstairs in the in the sale. I think that's where we're going. Yeah, we're going to be in that line where everyone else would usually be. Uh, we're not going to be in that. Oh, but sorry, we're going to have that to ourselves. So yeah, if anyone does want to harass a bunch of Brits, we're going to be in that line while you guys have got your RFID badges mailed to you, and you're you, know, you sort of like wander off and enjoy yourself. Okay, we're, we're not we're not bitter. We're not bitter, but it's okay. Yeah, okay. At least you're there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks for that. You make me feel even worse. Okay, and uh, Robert Udham is asking, does anyone know if uh, Trade Pro Reg might be next weekend? 
That's a very good question. Um, uh, no idea when we'll find out about that. Um, Alyssa, any kind of guesses? I mean, now that I, we've got... I think what they'll try and do is actually get the, the badges out of the way first. Um, reopen. It will reopen on Monday the 22nd. Please check back after Monday the uh, 12 p.m. Um, but I think that's for creative pros. Yeah. Not sure about the other, the other types of pros yet. At this point, I think it's just a case of there's going to be a couple of days where they will kind of sort through any issues in terms of credit cards, uh, faulty details. They will want to try and get everything pretty much nailed down first before moving on to the next step. And, of course, we have had that comment again as well about hotel apocalypse and when that's going to happen. Not a clue at this point, but I can imagine now that the badges are out of the way, that will be the next big thing on the agenda. Okay. Um, have we got any other last-minute comments from my guests? Anything else that we want to talk about? Can I just say something, Leonard? Just quickly, um, Joel was talking about there was lots of other things happening at Excel whilst he was at London Super Comic Con. Um, that happened at Walker Stalker yesterday when I left. Um, in the next hall was the cruise ship show. So getting off the tube was a lot of people dressed as zombies and a lot of people of... Uh, a nautical uh, bent. Uh, yes, and retired age. So it was a very interesting look for people getting off the tube. There was a gentleman stood there going, cruises to the left, <laughs> dead to the right. And it was the most brilliant piece I've ever seen. But it was brilliant. It, I don't even know if he was doing it pro in, intentionally or not, but it was brilliant. Dude, if you did not follow that up with, and I'm stuck in the middle with you, <laughs> at that point, you just let something... Uh, uh, Ideal opportunities slide by. <laughs> oh, dear. Excellent. Thank you. Um, did you manage to um, hear Norman Reedus speak at any panels at all, by the way? Uh, no, he did the panel today. Yesterday, oh. he was just doing photographs and autographs. I mean, he, you know, he'd got a thousand people to see. He hadn't got time to be doing anything else. Fair enough. It's just that Michael P. His, P. is asking, is it true that Norman Reedus will be kill killed off at the end of this season? Watch the program. I'm, I'm, I'm always one of these people. I, I've been uh, in enough panels where people have turned around and said, can you tell us what's going to happen at the back end of the season? No. <laughs> Watch the bloody program. Um, who knows? I mean, although I can imagine um, killing off a character like Norman Reedus, you'll hear about it. Uh, <laughs> the internet will let you know. Uh, so there we go. Right, and I think that's pretty much all of us in I, terms of the questions. Oh, yes, Michael. I found because I, I was when I looked through my bag, I found my the Funko catalog that they had, on, which I will say shows the depth of that thing at least. It's 144 pages, oh, and it has some heft if you drop it. <laughs> So, yeah, there's 144 pages of product. I will say Five Nights at Freddy's, That's some, for some reason, that was the big new thing. Everyone was licensing with them this year. If you've heard of that uh, app game. No, that's news to me. No? It's, it's a big, big app game, and there's been a lot of companies that are NECA, Funko, and McFarlane all have licenses with this uh, app-based company to... Uh, produce 
figures and toys from those games. So that that's it's even on the front of their uh, little cover right here. I'm sorry, but when apps can afford to hire people like Arnold Schwarzenegger to do adverts, that's when I just bail and give up. Uh, but there we go. That's just my take on the whole thing. Right, thank you very much indeed for um, your reports, and indeed, uh, thank you very much indeed to everyone jumping in with your uh, comments this week. Um, Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for your time. I'm looking forward to checking out the front page of friendsofcc.com. Kevin's done a great job. I'm just thrilled. He's uh, he's in. He went to the gym twice yesterday. He did badge sale and went to the gym twice before and after. Reg, I'm like. He only went after Reg. I went before Reg. No, I think he went. He went before. He said he went before and after. That's what he said on Twitter this morning. I think he went twice, but he didn't go before. I don't know. Excessive. Excessive. I, 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 I had a pizza. Um, so yeah, that's all I can say. Chocolate and beer. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Where can people find you online, Alyssa? Uh, friendsofcc.com forward slash forum. Search for Alyssa. You will find me posting everywhere. Excellent. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, also on the Friends of CC forum, you can also find a new post if you go to general discussion talking about the uh, San Diego Comic-Con UK attendees, which I'm going to be posting about if you do want to kind of uh, jump in on that if you are watching from the UK. So, yes, that's my little contribution to the uh, Friends of CC forum. Thank you very much indeed, Alyssa. Um, and thank you very much indeed for joining us, Mark, and your report on Walker StalkerCon. Um, I'm so sorry about uh, San Diego, sir. Yeah, well, yeah, never mind. I'm um, probably going to, what I'm going to have to do is just um, see if I can recruit you as press for uh, an Englishman in San Diego next year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm happy to stand outside with just a board pointing people in, in directions, really. Um, as long as I can sneak in the panel the back way. Maybe I could be like the celebrity escort or something like that. As in, you know, take them to the panels, nothing else. Oh, dear. I will say say that the press closes very early, so um, take a look around in August next year and apply for press. Mm. You certainly should, I mean, especially since you now have a website. (laughs) Yes, where can people find you online, Mark? (laughs) <laughs> Bizarre. It's, ha- it's almost like that was set up. Uh, thank you very much for that, Alyssa and Leonard. Um, yes, MarkSearby.com. I have my own little corner of the internet. It tells you everything that I do. There's a few videos on there as well. Um, and I'm also on Twitter, Mark underscore Sirby. I'm also on Friends of CC forum as well. Um, also on the radio every Thursday night here in the UK, talking about what films are out. Uh, if you're not in the UK, you can still listen. I always post a little link so you can listen live. It's normally 9.15 p.m. here in the UK, so that's 1.15 p.m. Eastern time. Hang on. No, 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 I've lost the other one. I don't know. Uh, no. <laughs> I, I, I fall into that trap every single time, mate. Yeah, no, but yes, that's where I am, so... <laughs> I do want to try and get you recruiting on my radio show as well, so we'll, uh, we'll have to talk off air about that. Uh, but we'll go into that. And uh, last but not least, thank you very much indeed to Michael Leventhal for joining us. And thanks. Uh, th- Yeah, thanks for showing off all your cool swag, dude. <laughs> I want this <laughs> 
I, that, that's, what, that's what I'm here for, to show off all my cool swag. And that's, that's exactly why, that's the whole purpose for getting me on the show today. Just to show off, that's just not fair. So where can people find you, sir? Uh, well, you can find me at Friends of CC, uh, M-L-L-N-Y. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, for the Toy Fair, I covered it through my other outlet, High Def Ninja. So all my articles are actually on the homepage of High Def Ninja. You should definitely check it out because I have tons of photos. I have many more booths than I even talked about at the show uh, just now. Um, and also, we're doing our... It's our anniversary, the forum's anniversary. So this week is hundreds of giveaways for our yearly anniversary. So if you, you know, check check out High Def Ninja and uh, join friends, friends of CCI. Brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, for myself, Leonard Sultana, you can find me at Englishman STCC. You can find me at uh, anenglishmaninsandiego.com. Um, I also have my own radio show, which I do on a uh, Monday night uh, between 6 and 8 in the UK. Uh, it's called My Little Slice of Nerd. It's on a hospital radio station. You see, I'm not on proper radio like Mark. <laughs> I'm on hospital radio. But it is online as well. So if you do have internet radio, it's certainly if you get the TuneIn app, uh, you can search for uh, HWD Hospital Radio, and I'll be uh, live on air tomorrow from 6 and 8. Thank you very much indeed. We're back again with another episode of Talking Comic Con, an Englishman in San Diego, uh, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, back next week. Um, not entirely sure what we're going to talk about now that all the uh, the fuss and nonsense has died down about badge registration, but keep an eye out on our Twitter, and we'll let you know what's happening next Sunday. Hopefully you'll join us from uh, 10 o'clock, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and 6 p.m. GMT next Sunday. Can I Come add on. one quick thing? Oh, uh, on the 6th, it looks like we're going to have a, a representative from Repop will be joining us. Um, Carrie, she Thanks. is their marketing and media person. So. Um, also, in the next couple of months or next couple of weeks, we'll be having Funko joining us. We're hopefully going to be getting a representative from the Marriott. That is still tentative. They are being very cagey about talking to us. And like I say, hopefully we'll get somewhere with having CB Sobolski joining us from Marvel, talking about what it actually is to find talent at a convention. Okay, take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. And from all of my guests, we'll see you next Sunday. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.